0: Welcome back to another episode of Coaching Caffeine and Comedy and I'm your host Haley Kobza and your co-host Lena Koble. Today is going to be a fabulous adventure with two characters that I'll let Lena kind of go into more detail about but I'm going to say before we get going with these two let's take all the children out of the car work on those earmuffs and um, remember we don't edit here. Okay Lena.
1: Yeah, a little quick Hail Mary and uh, just let it all out. Because these two great guys, they've done a lot for the community.
0: Important employees at McCook Community College, Jeff Holtis and Scott Smalley. Oh, gosh, I can't wait. to. And they're so adorable. I wish we had them on film. They have matching shirts on. They do. Oh, they're so cute. They're so cute.
1: They are. Yeah, they are in with the uh, black and gray polos. But they're the opposite of, and they're so excited to be here. Their smiles are just
0: beaming right now. It's adorable. So everybody sit back, enjoy the ride, and let's meet these two. Here we go, Lena. Do you want to, you already kind of talked about these two guys. Um, do you want to just go ahead and introduce them all to our fellow listeners?
1: We have Jeff Holtis and Scott Smalley in the room today. And let me tell you, it's not just hot because they're here, but it's also hot because the AC is not working right now. So uh, ladies, pull the uh, headphones on and enjoy. These two have coached together for a long time. There's a lot we don't know about them, so it's going to be a fun afternoon in
0: the studio with scott and jeff you guys usually like to say welcome now or something like hi
2: welcome welcome
0: oh that was that was hi. their love of enthusiasm this is, is so just it's okay. contagious it's, it's, it's contagious s- okay yes. yeah um so you two before we get going we always like to do a warm-up have you guys listened to our podcast before
3: once one time.
0: One time. Oh, yep. was that the one with Lena? That's when she
3: I became famous. Yeah, she killed it. She did. She's great. Was the AC running then?
0: No.
2: I but got le- bored, I shut it off after 30 minutes.
1: <laughs> we, we have to say, once again, take the kids out of the room. Yes. These two are not too good at warm-ups, if you know what I mean, ladies. But we're gonna let them have the mic anyways. <laughs> it could be the shortest podcast we've ever had. I don't Straight know, to
3: the point.
0: <laughs> I don't know how
3: long Skip they can work, warm-ups.
0: if you know what I mean. <clears throat> and I know you guys, this is really odd, but you're gonna have to scoot just a little bit closer to the mic. But Sweet. there you go, squeeze. <laughs> there you go. To the black stick. Now you're tedious. T- <laughs> okay. So this warmup we're gonna do. This is the first time we've ever done it, and I thought it'd be really good for you two. Even though like I don't know uh-huh. you well, I feel like this will be really good. So um, it's gonna be a fill in the blank. Um, Jeff, you can be the first one. So we'll just go every other one, and it's fill in the blank lyric style. Okay.
3: Okay. Are you singing them?
0: I'm, I'm just going to say it like I'm a poet, and then you're going to fill in the blank. Okay? Right. If you don't know these songs, that kind of just helps me know you better. All right. Ready? Ready. Norm- <laughs> Sorry. No more rats. No more... Cats.
2: <laughs> Nailed it.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Um. No. no. <laughs> but I... <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh boy that was so um, awesome jeff do you know that one or scott she's louise no i don't know they that. they look one. a lot alike they They're do matching polo i know in the their right. same stance okay so the fill in the blank for that one was actually roaches and that's by afro man
3: boy that's old
0: oh gosh all right scott, did lena put this together um
3: yes
1: this of the early 80s this, one. players, this one's for scott
2: you ready scott i'm ready
1: playlers Players only love you when you're...
2: Playing.
0: Uh, Ooh, good job. That That is right. That sounded right. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, One point. That was your, basically, lyric. Okay, um, Jeff. (laughs) It's really hard to read these and not sing them. Uh, Yeah. Sing them. 3.30 in the morning, not a... Yeah. 3.30 in the morning, not a...
3: I was so on site Good. Good. Garth. Gosh. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. We all mouthed it. See, if you sing it, it's a lot easier. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, sing this one, please. Lena, please sing.
1: If you like pina coladas oh, and getting...
2: Drunk in the rain.
0: I think, uh, no, it's hot.
1: Yes. Caught. Yes.
2: caught. No, <laughs> drunk. Drunk <laughs> is the next one. Versary.
0: Versary. Okay. All right, uh, Jeff again. Yeah, we fancy like...
3: Yeah, we fancy like.
1: Yeah, yeah we fancy, fancy
0: like.
3: Life. No clue.
0: Okay. Applebee's on a date night. Walker Hayes. It's a newer it's song. I can terrible. see the space right <laughs> I now. I know. No
2: idea. He, like, have you heard you this song? You don't coach 12 1200 softballs. <laughs> okay. so you don't know. It's a terrible TikTok? song. No, I don't do terrible <laughs> song. Oh,
0: okay.
3: You got any 80s hip hop?
2: Early hip hop? <laughs>
0: well, that's like the only new song I had on oh, okay. here, so this is good.
1: Bye bye, Miss
2: American Pie. Good. Oh.
1: good,
0: Okay. Um. Whoa, Black Betty.
3: a lamb
2: <laughs> Boom. That's a good one. That is a good one.
3: That's you a good
1: song.
2: Good. Yeah. I was just in there. I was pretty good. Yeah.
1: Oh, this is good. Prom. Yeah, good. This is a good prom song.
2: Cool. Prom? No, yeah, this yeah. one's you. You and Scott. I oh, yeah. Yo. I'm out.
1: The walls were shaking. The earth was quaking.
0: You just gave the word.
1: I did. Oh, that sounds like
3: you butchered wrong.
1: it. Yeah, I did give the word It's uh, okay.
2: The I don't even know what it is. Sing it
3: again. Do it again. The walls,
1: the walls were, were shaking. shaking. The earth was
2: quaking. quaking.
0: Oh. Yeah, okay, Well, good. I think yeah, I had gun. to give you yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. True. Last one. Oh. Plenty of room at the hotel
3: Come hotel on. california good gosh. oh look at them. i mean yeah. oh my heaven. gosh that was that good that's, good that's all you girls done. got that's it
1: yeah it's not all we got but that's all we're giving you right now yeah okay
0: are you guys warmed up now okay good yeah. um yeah <laughs> okay 83
1: yes.
3: yeah. 106
0: i'm glad we all wore gray besides <laughs> lena let me wring oh, yeah. my hat out yeah <laughs> oh yeah okay so let's start with uh scott scott yep. Smalley. um Let's just let's start from the beginning, and then we'll just move to where you guys are now. So where did, where were you born and raised?
2: I was born in Hastings, but I was raised in McCook. Oh, really? I moved here when I was two. Did you oh, get that? Yeah, I got that. I got okay. That. <laughs> so what else did you know? That's all you asked.
0: No, that's... Oh, no, no. I was just... You know, right. Lena was... I think she was giving you a sign to get closer to the mic. Yeah. It's okay. Sorry. Um. So Jeff's whiskers were tickling me. I'm ass- oh, my gosh. Uh, so I'm assuming you... Played football here,
2: uh, till my senior year. Yeah.
0: And then why did you? Why didn't you play football? Football's a big thing for McCook, so that's the only reason I'm asking you.
2: Uh, I don't really have a good excuse why. Just mm-hmm. didn't. Okay. Played baseball. More played important baseball. to me at that time.
0: So after McCook, you played baseball, and then you became a collegiate athlete. Am I correct? This is just what I've heard through the grapevine.
2: Yeah. Short term.
0: Short term. Where did you go after McCook? Like, where did uh, you go to college?
2: Well, I played. I redshirted at MCC, then I transferred to Hastings. Okay. And hated it. And came home. And finished my degree at MCC.
0: Why did you not like it?
2: Uh, There's a lot to that, but it being, again, kind of a. They had JV and varsity, and it was not really all that competitive. It was more of a political type atmosphere.
0: So, did you were in college? Did you get a degree?
3: I just only asked this because
0: I feel like you... Well, okay, I'm going to let Lena take over now.
3: Women and
2: booze. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new podcast. Oh. With you two. I don't know. Where are we, where are we what, where what were did we at? did, you do did I get a degree? Yeah, I got a degree. Where,
1: where at? From Hastings or where? No.
2: From McCook when I came back. I came back... So I went... When I was here and I was playing ball, I just went general studies. Could have cared less. Didn't care about school, Period. Um and then when I came back actually that's when I went into the welding machine shop technology program.
1: So then where did you go after McCook? Uh UNL. And you finished you went I have uh, my
2: teaching degree from UNL. Yeah. Okay. Oh.
1: Did you do any teaching?
2: Uh like yeah. in
1: like high school or I mean we all know your for college. three
2: years at Malcolm after I graduated. I student taught at Lincoln North Star and then taught at Malcolm, which is kind of a crazy story, but
1: Well what, what's that story?
2: Well, I I graduated a semester uh, with my teaching certificate and obviously teachers graduating a semester, it's, you don't get jobs until contracts aren't renewed, usually till March or April. So I literally picked like 75 mile radius of Lincoln and hand delivered my application and resume to every school possible and worked my way in. And Malcolm's only about 12 miles, so it was one of my last stops. And I actually fired their industrial tech teacher in November for some inappropriate contact with students oh. so I was asked if I could start yes. after Christmas break and said sure I'll be here so I got lucky that's really. crazy but yeah I taught there for three years and then came back here
0: so like looking back now do you wish you had taken because you was more than like you like baseball because you went to continue to do that do you yeah. wish you would have went like took that a little bit more serious and maybe went somewhere else Are you one of those people like, you know what, the past is the past. It's got me to where I am today.
2: I loved it, and I wanted that experience at the college level. But then again, even after like a year and going through it and realizing the time commitment and everything, I kind of just got tired of it. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't really care. Um, So I I suppose then looking back, I probably regretted it. Now I I don't. I mean, I, again, sports aren't really everything. Um, So – I feel like I've gotten a lot more out of the things that I did and changed when I came back um, than I probably did for college baseball. Now, high school baseball and playing in the summer, like those are some of my best memories I've ever had. So, I mean, I wouldn't trade those for anything, but college-wise it's not – I don't regret the decisions I made, I guess.
0: I like it. All right, Lena, you want to ask Holtis some questions? Bring it. Mr. Holtis. Bring it. Wait, wait, sorry. You are saying – is it like a h, or Holtis? Is it H silent? Silent. Oh. So I've been adding that. Holtis. Lith- holt.
3: Okay. All right. Continue. Sorry. Some people say holt house, but oh, that's oh. not oh. even close. It's not yeah. interesting. No. Don't be one of those
1: they people. Like those are people I want to know. I want to get to know. Them. Mm. So give us your the breakdown, Mr. Holtis. Breakdown.
0: Yes. Born and raised.
3: Born and raised, McCook, Nebraska. Oh my!
0: Wait, are you guys like buddies, like from high school?
3: He was two years older than me.
0: Hmm, I can see it now. Okay, continue.
1: Really, born and raised in McCook.
0: Really? Okay, go ahead.
3: Born and raised in McCook. Basically, did football, basketball till my sophomore year, track, baseball. Um, Pretty intense sports-wise, active as a as a kid. won a state championship in football, um, baseball, state runner up, 16 year old year. And then, uh, we got third place when I was a senior. Uh, baseball's probably the biggest part of my life. Um, but in terms of like athletics and everything, like we grew up, both of us grew up in a time where whatever sport was in season, that's what you did, you know? And, uh, that was really important. You know, We I didn't really, yeah, I say that baseball was probably my number one love, but like when football was going on, that's what I was doing. It, baseball was secondary. You know, when track was going on, everything else was secondary. Um, and so then after high school, went on to uh, JUCO, played JUCO baseball at uh, Independence Community College. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Last Chance U. Oh, yeah. Um
0: Sounds
3: so familiar. It's, okay. it's okay. a it's a newer show. It was, wasn't back in the '80s or anything. Okay, hurtful. Well, that was so, a ninth and the old hurt. Yeah, I went there for two years. Uh, jo Coach Olson was actually there when I was there. He was my high school coach for a couple years, and then he he went to Independence uh, Jayhawk Conference, really competitive conference. Um, loved it. Freshman year was obviously a little bit different. You know how it is. A little bit homesick and stuff like that, but met some of my best friends ever there. And then sophomore year was just a blast, you know. Um, Again, very competitive baseball. Met a lot of good friends there. Um, Loved it. Other than the humidity, the humidity there was like 80% humidity every day. And it rained completely opposite of McCook. It rained all the time. And so, um, you know, kind of piggyback off Scott a little bit, practice schedules were just a grind. I mean, it was like two to six every night. Um, Completely different than, you know, the high school gig. You play with your best friends the entire time growing up there and loved every second of it. And then you go to the collegiate level and it's just a little bit different.
0: I'm jumping in. Were you guys position players or pitchers? Uh,
3: I was
2: position player, outfielder.
0: What about you, Scott?
2: Position player as well. Yeah. Infielders high
3: school my pitch
0: yeah you guys are great yeah and you like know everybody i feel like at the college level though it's like this group and this group yeah yep like if i ever see a student i'm like hey did you see so-and-so and And he's like who is that And i'm like he's he's on your team right he's like oh he must be a pitcher (laughs) continue
3: uh after that after those two years i debated kicked it around i was going to play baseball at unk and decided not to i was kind of I don't know, kind of ready for the next stage of just trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do with my life and kind of got into the party scene as well um, and just kind of wanted to go that route. I was kind of just over the whole grind of everything and the practice schedule and the classes and and everything. So I went to UNK um, and I was going into respiratory therapy actually my first semester at UNK and I was in a chemistry class and I said, see ya. (laughs) It's been there. there. Yeah,
0: same. I wanted to be a nurse until biology. Yeah.
3: yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was like a foreign language to me. Chemistry was foreign language. So I just bounced out of that and changed my major. uh, Got into um, park and rec and natural resources and graduated with my degree from there. Um, Actually worked. I've been kind of all over the place. I worked for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service while I was in in Kearney. It was kind of wildlife management, natural resources, park and rec. Um, did that for a couple years. Uh, when I started doing that in Kearney, loved it, loved everything about it, but it took me away from the role of coaching. Um, so I really hated that because I coached Legion Baseball on McCook my freshman and sophomore year at college, just kind of when it first started. Came back from Indy, coached those two years, and then went back. Uh, and then I coached um, I coached baseball in Carney for about seven years as well. Um, so that was kind of one of the areas for me where I just said, hey, I missed the coaching aspect. I went back to school to get my teaching credentials from UNK and my coaching endorsement. Got that, continued coaching baseball carney while I was there. Um, had a student teach, student taught out at Lincoln East um, for eight weeks, and then uh, a middle school in Lincoln called SCO, SCO Middle School for eight weeks, and then... I landed a job back here in McCook, Um, that would have been in 2012. Um, I was at the public schools for seven years before I went over to uh, the college, which would have been about three years ago now. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's been a roller coaster, it's, you know, I wouldn't really change anything to be honest with you.
1: And Scott, how long have you been at the college? Uh,
2: 13 years.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry.
3: sorry.
2: Well, this will be my 13. <clears throat> 12.
0: <laughs> it's so. For the, sorry. No. So for those of you guys that don't know, these two yahoos they work together. So like we have a welding program at our college, and these two are the basically A and B, and they run the whole place. I don't know which one's A or which one's B, but. Probably depends on the day and the night they had before. I'm guessing. But so, okay, question. And when
2: you say run the whole place, you mean like the college, not just the welding program, because <laughs> um, we I've a never good job seen you over. Too. I
0: never have seen you guys at the college unless we have a meeting. That, well, that's why. Because yeah, yeah, and
3: we're I'm like, who are
1: those
0: men?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you fall enrichment. <laughs> it's my favorite day.
0: Everybody's favorite day. Having been there, it's good time. There's always good snacks. See you the first Friday of September.
1: So you guys worked together, and how long did you coach together prior? Did you guys coach Legion together? Yes. How long?
0: Wait, baseball or softball?
3: Five years. Baseball. Okay. Baseball. So when I came back to McCook, uh, I coached varsity football, junior high track, um, and then I started junior Bs, so the lowest division uh, in terms of Legion baseball. I coached that with a good friend of mine, Jared Mielenkamp. Um, which, by the way, he'd be another good one to have in here. No yeah. kidding. He would, yeah. All right, So, uh, him and I coached together for three or four seasons, had a great time, had a great group of kids. Um, they bought into everything that we were, we were teaching them and how we coached. And um, then J Rod took over a business and he, he had to kind of take a step back a little bit too. And at the same time, J Rod, uh, one of the other coaches, one of the seniors' coaches, I was kind of transitioning out, so Scott asked me if, hey, you want to come coach the seniors? And, like, I was all on board with it because all the kids that I had were going to be getting to the seniors and juniors level eventually as well. So oh, that's sure. kind of where it took off then from there.
1: What are your best memories coaching together?
3: You want to go first?
2: Well, the uh, number one is probably the 2018 state tournament when we beat Bennington one to nothing. That's the craziest baseball game I've ever played in or coached in. This was like recent. Like you
0: guys have coached together recently.
3: Yeah, this is what. This is
2: only the second year we haven't coached.
0: Oh. Okay. Okay, we'll get into that. Continue.
2: But yeah, I mean that. That's what as for from the coaching standpoint, that's the game that stands out the most. I mean, there's probably a lot. I would say that again. I mean since from when I because again when I moved back I started coaching at the juniors level and then I moved up um, after two years to help at the seniors level and six out of the seven years that I was there uh, we made it to a state tournament so we won our district every year that we were involved in the league we won the league like we had a ton of success Um, and again it wasn't because of me and coaching Um, it was we had had great athletes we had the best athletes in McCook playing the sport Um, so again I think You know, I can't single out as far as, you know, one year versus the other. Um, We had a great opportunity in 2016 uh, to make a run at a state title. Um, We were playing in Plattsmouth, and that was the year before I asked Jeff to to move up and help us. And we won our first two games, and we were sitting pretty good. And then we kind of just laid an egg and and came out, and we actually got fourth. But that was, you know, that one stands out a lot, too, because, you know, we were right there. Um, We were within two runs, really within a few pitches uh, of being. In position to play for a state title, so that one still eats at me a little bit. Um, but as far as us coaching together, I mean, I'd, I'd say every season um, was a blast.
1: Oh, what's I guys? would
2: say that it, the the one nothing
3: Bennington game was intense. I mean, very very intense all the way to the very last out. Um, the other thing that stands out to me uh, would be the 2017 uh, Hayes tournament. Uh, We go down to this Hayes Tournament. It's called the Wild West Fest. It's during the 4th of July. Um, It's all wood bat. Um, It's basically your cream of your crop, like Kansas and Nebraska and Colorado teams. Um, And we won a bunch of one-run games and made it all the way to the finals and and won the whole tournament. Um, And that is basically, if you could take a Class B state tournament, it would be the equivalent of that, if not maybe a little bit better, based off of uh, the quality of competition and um, coaching and everything. Um, and when we won that one, and again, all the credit goes to the kids because the kids they did it all. You know, we uh, we could only you know coach so much, but the kids took care of business. And uh, winning that tournament was, I mean, every game was. Uh, a, Eight to seven game, six to five game, extra inning game, and we just found found a way to come out on top, and um, that was a very very exciting weekend as well. So I I would definitely say those two instances were the were the best ones that I can think of. How
1: many years combined do you guys both have of coaching? Baseball. Yeah.
0: Combined, so you guys have to yeah you have to do some
1: simple
2: math. math. I'm at seventeen. That's Um, what
3: I'm at seventeen, so thirty four. So you guys are the years. knowledge we
1: have in here. Yeah. I mean, you guys are young guys, and that's that's a lot of time when you're single, yeah. but you guys now are married, you have kids. That's a lot of time away from your families. What do you think has been the biggest change you saw in your time as coaches for baseball? Like, whatever it was, it was about the sport, the speed of sport, the parents, the attitudes, discipline,
0: respect both of their like nonverbals <laughs> right now. Yeah. We got one shaking his head, the other one what? has a smirk. You
2: could just say yes to all those, because <clears throat> that's throat> all changed.
1: Ex- explain that for us that don't coach baseball and aren't in the thick of that.
3: I don't even think it has to be baseball. I mean, it could be any sport. Um, I think I I'd had this conversation the other day with Scott and I've had it with a few other people. Um, I would say today, coaching has to be one of the toughest jobs that anybody could have um, or try to take on no matter what level you're talking about um, because I mean everything's just changed so much that uh, it's someone there's always people that aren't happy you know we like you just said we put a ton of time into this along with all the kids as well so you tried to coach these kids up and be a little bit hard on them because inevitable that they're gonna life is gonna be hard on them as well so um uh, the parents have have changed I've had a really good run of of parents have been really good and really supportive and then you've had some parents that have been on the other end of that too and, and can kind of be a cancer a little bit as well um, I always say too, in terms of like kids' roles on the team, like sometimes the kids are a-okay with the role that they have on the team, but mom and dad aren't okay with it, and that is probably one of the toughest things to deal with um, in terms of coaching. So.
0: This is kind of off topic, but I was just thinking, McCook High School does have baseball, right? No. no. But they have softball. Yes. isn't that why is that or like is baseball like a thing in high school in nebraska i'm from nebraska i just think i'm like oh, what yeah. school do i know that has baseball
2: yeah they just really don't have it west of Kearney because of travel
0: so yeah. do do you think that's a problem with players like going collegiate wise or is it fine because like your juniors and seniors kind of make up for that
3: yeah, I mean, you could be if you if you want to go play college baseball somewhere, I mean, just because we don't have high school baseball, like you can be seen. Right. I mean, you can you can show your talents and um, throughout the schedule, and you know, us coaches can contact certain other coaches to set up. Uh, you know, if we're in Hayes and say, hey, we got these kids, you need to check them out, and we've had that happen before too. So um, the exposure is there if you want to put the time in and you want
2: to do it. I would say that kind of falls into what you just asked about, what's changing the game too. Like now, now there's more of an emphasis on exposure. So there's to a point now where it's almost like there's an overexposure because everybody wants to be a part of it. Everybody has to travel to be a part of it. And then we have to do it year round. Um, so, again, it takes away from all the other sports. So, and, and I would be – Yes, I think high school baseball would be a great thing, but I also wouldn't want it to take away from the history and success of our track program. Um, So I I don't know. If that was put to a vote, I'd have a hard time deciding which way I would want that to go. Um, Because, again, I hate to see, going back to what Jeff said clear back in the beginning about whatever's in season, those kids should be playing that sport. We don't have enough kids out here in the sticks to – Make sure that we can just just have baseball players and just have football players and tennis players and whatever else. Um, we need we don't have enough kids to do it, so we just need them to be involved in everything.
3: We can't have in McCook. We can't have kids specialize. We have to as coaches. I still call myself a coach, but as coaches, we have to find a way to support each other. And I'm saying every single sport needs to be encouraging. You need to be doing track. You need to be doing volleyball. You need to be doing golf. Like whatever it is, like just have to encourage, encourage, encourage. Um, and instead, right now, kind of the kind of the scenario that you get now is um, coaches are like battling for for kids almost. So you're trying to pull a kid this direction well it's in season this sports in season and they need to be focusing on that. Um, so it, it's really, we're, we're not doing a very good service to our kids. Um, we need to be m- encouraging more multi-sport kids um, instead of just specialized stuff.
1: How did you guys encourage that when you were baseball coaches but they probably were still in high school track season? Or when did you start your season? How did you guys handle that?
2: We pretty much had to have those conversations with the other coaches. I mean, it's, again, we, going back to what Jeff said, you all have to be on the same page. If you're gonna share athletes, um, you have to be honest and you have to stick to it. So, you know, the conversations that we had with Coach Sugar was we wanted kids to show up and play catch. If they could just show up and play catch, that's fine. And then he had to trust that that's exactly what was going on, so he'd question the athletes and they'd say, yes, we showed up, we played catch, we left. Um, so, I mean, we made it work. And again, that's just kind of what we have to do. Um, so we're all on the same page.
0: So do you guys coach right now, or you guys just living life?
3: I, I am not coaching. Okay. My son will start T-ball next year, so I'll kind of start getting back into the, the flow of things next year, but uh, right now, I'm not coaching at all. I mean, I've been to a ton of games, basketball, baseball, you know, whatever. I miss, I miss it a lot, but um, for me, stepping away after coaching 17 summers in a row, in a row. That's a lot of games, that's a lot of time. Um, for me, having a five-year-old and a two-year-old and, and a wife, like uh, it was a pretty easy decision for me to kind of take a step back and just, um, I didn't want to miss those times with my kids and my family because I knew as they get older I'm going to have those experiences again.
0: Scott, what about you?
2: I have the pleasure of coaching my daughter's 12 and under Rebels softball team currently and then I just coach my son's team at Felling in baseball
1: What's the biggest difference going from coaching teenage boys to teenage girls and you can be honest because obviously I have three teenage girls so I kind of need well they're not teenagers, they will be at some point But
2: well the obvious one is that we're talking about girls not boys, you can't yell at them um, because they will cry Um, they don't but there's a few that have the attitudes where you can yell at them, and then they just get pissed, which is fine. You like to see that competitive edge that they have. But for the most part, you kind of have to watch what you say. Um,
0: Sorry. How, how do you do I'm that? just so confused. Because, <laughs> like, out of both of you, I'm like, he'd be really good, but Scott.
2: Ooh. Yeah, no. Nah.
1: Scott's actually like a teddy bear. Really? With really foul language. I mean, he's kind of <laughs> like that teddy bear when you pull the string.
0: It's going to be effers and g deers and a whole lot of bad things. But he's still a squishy little teddy I bear. I just want to see, like, the conversations, like, after a practice, like, of some little girl. Oh, Mom, you should have heard what Coach Scott said today.
2: Well, that, I mean, to be honest, that's another little bit of a drawback. Of, <laughs> you do have to watch what you say because, yeah, it's easy to want to cuss when we can't play catch in the infield, basically, to get outs. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's a challenge at times to be able to watch. Softballs are bigger than
1: baseball. It's harder. It's a different game. God, okay.
3: I'll be honest with you, like not to interrupt or anything, but like what you just said, Cobes, of, um, you know, saying something in in the huddle or after a game or whatever, like everything gets taken home. Mm -hmm. So like you could be doing the greatest coaching ever, like trying to motivate your kids and your group. And one person doesn't like what you said, or you use a GD or an F, or you know whatever it is, and they take yeah. that
0: home, and then they're praying about you at church. You know, and yeah. prayer I, card. It doesn't
1: come to this home it, because it's I one hundred res- like one hundred percent respect a coach and the time, and that's like, oh, well, I think we're gonna get to that, but you don't understand until you're on the other side of it. Right. The emotions, the intensity, like everything that comes out in those moments. So right. I, yeah, I get what you're saying.
3: Yeah.
2: That's why Jake hung that sign by the front door that says, Leave that shit outside.
3: (laughs) My name's Jake. My
1: name's Jake. (laughs) He'll be so excited.
0: Poor guy.
2: Too bad I wasn't live. I guarantee he's listening right now. Oh,
1: yeah, he is. He's pulled over on a country road somewhere. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, So explain that a little bit more because, you know, we were talking about all your experience, everything you have been able to do together but then individually – and we're talking about the things that like have changed the sport and some of the things that you just said, how can we make it
0: better for kids as parents? Thank you. Because they should all be listening.
3: Yeah. I think, I think they, that you support them as much as you can. You know, obviously they're your kids, but like, understand that um, they're gonna, they need people other than their parents, to be a little bit hard on them as well. I mean...
0: Say it louder for the Karens in the back. What's that?
3: Preach! They they do. They need people to be hard on them because, let's face it, I mean, at some point, whether it's academics or athletics or whatever, like, life will hit you in the face. Whether it's slapped or punched or whatever, like, it's going to hit you in the face. And, like, if you can teach some of those lessons in athletics before that happens later on. um, I think kids, you you do a service to to some kids because then they know how to handle certain situations and um, handle adversity. Like, okay, you didn't start this game because you booted three balls at second base or shortstop or whatever, so we're gonna try someone else. Well, who cares? Like, battle through that adversity and the next time you get a shot, then take advantage of your shot. So. I can talk about this stuff all day.
2: The other thing that along those same lines is making the kids communicate with the coach, especially the day and age that we live in right now. Everybody wants to hide behind a screen. So like kids today, it's obviously easier to text or even probably make a phone call than it is face to face, but force them to have a face to face conversation with if they bring it home and they're upset about whatever happened that the parent turns around and says, "Well, you, have you talked to the coach yet? Make the athlete talk to the coach before a parent ever gets involved, because usually that's going to stop it, and everybody will be happy in the end if that happens."
1: Do either of you have a memorable moment where a parent came <laughs> to you?
2: I've got plenty. If you could
0: could you? Yeah, faces. yeah. I know. Could you please tell us about it? It's part of the part of the deal.
3: I'm just trying to think of which one. I was going to say. <laughs> there's been plenty.
2: There's multiple times I've wanted to hit parents with my fungo as they approach me after a game, just screaming mad. Now, along those same lines, though, and, and I make it sound really, really bad, but my philosophy always was as a coach, and I told parents at the parent meeting at the beginning of the year, I always had a 24-hour rule. So if you approached me before 24 hours after whatever you were mad about, um, we knew the conversation wasn't going to be good. So I tried to force parents to wait 24 hours, see how they felt about it after that, And then if they wanted to set up a meeting, um, we could sit and talk about it, whatever. But obviously, in the heat of the battle, there was multiple times that that was abused. Um, I even had a parent at one point when I was back here, I think I was still coaching juniors at the time, um, that tried to get me fired by hand delivering notes uh, to every board, Legion board member, um, basically asking me to resign because I was hazing. They
0: must not have a lot of time on their hands.
2: Uh, Yeah. So yeah wait, 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 that was memorable. At,
0: you,
1: what, what did they say you were doing?
2: Well, again, so long story short, like Jeff said, kid didn't play so well and she decided to chew my ass after the game and then the next day at practice, my rule was if you had for however many walks you had in the game as a pitcher, you had to run a, a pole or a bow or whatever for extra conditioning um, to try to learn from your mistake, think about what you did. So we did that then it was really hot kid decided to take his shirt off mom drives by and sees her kid but the only one who pitched in the game running in the outfield so that was her definition of me hazing him um in her letter that she typed and then the so two days following then i think it was a friday um she literally drove around um to deliver these notes to every board member to get me fired
1: and approximately how many hours in a season would you spend away from your families yeah
2: i don't know text my wife she probably has it written down somewhere (laughs)
3: tallies she would
1: caleb pull up the calendar Uh, we (laughs) need some uh...
3: a
2: lot yeah
3: i mean yeah i got to a point coaching wise like i spent so much more time with other people's kids than my own you know my when i was still at the public schools um like i said i coached varsity football and like we want to talk about a taxing job like we put so many hours into that like coaches met on Sundays for five or six hours to prep and to script plays for the following weeks practices and um, you know the long bus trips and and everything and, and you know if you you want a team to be really successful you got to coach them like that too and you have to have them prepared I guess is the biggest thing for anything and everything and um, I feel like we did a really good job of that football-wise um, but where I was going with this, football season was long, and I got I got the winter season off, but then uh, I would coach junior high track, which junior high track would be – I would teach from 7 till 3.30. Junior high track would be from 3.30 to 5.45 or 6 o'clock. Then I would have about an hour, hour and a half, and we'd have baseball practice from 8 to 10. So, like, there, I was just – I was never home, you know. And, like, I'm involved in some other things too. So, like, if I had meetings or something the next morning, again – I would be up and out of the door and my, you know, my wife was just there to fend for the kids. And um, again, like you said before, when you're single and like, you don't have a family, no big deal. You live for that, but you know, things change as you start to have a family. So a ton, I mean, so many hours that again, if you tried to figure it out an hourly wage, you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want to figure it out.
0: So like for me, that's like one of the deals, like when I'm coaching,
3: yeah, the hourly
0: wage. And then you throw in some hateful parent. Yeah. And it's uh, like they don't think about what the toll that you just put on me from whatever, like the yelling and screaming, like, that's, that affects me. And it just, like, I go to back to think, I'm like, you have no idea what I'm doing for your child. Right. Like, I am spending so much time. I'm, doing, I'm not trying to, like, not make her successful. Right. Like, nobody coaches to make some, you know, like, right. come on. But it's really interesting listening to men that coach, like, If it was reversed roles, like how would that be? Like you guys being the stay at home dads with your
3: kids. I've thought about that a million times. (laughs) Scott's never thought about it, but yes, go ahead, Jeff. I couldn't do it. I just, I know. I might
2: might have hung myself in the garage, honestly. (laughs)
3: Like my wife is. And Carney with some friends right now, and i got to pick the kids up at 5 o'clock, and I hope she's home by 7. Oh. <laughs> you guys are all the
0: same.
3: Timer well, has I mean, started.
0: Yeah. Caitlin, drive fast. <laughs> really
1: fast.
3: Oh, look at the time. It's bedtime, kids.
0: <laughs> oh, it's still light out and only 6.15? Too
3: bad. Matt, get in bed.
0: Yeah, okay, area listeners also. These two men, they are married, so they're not single, and they both have children. You have, you have both have two. Yes. They both, they lucked out, boy and girl, just like you. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. And I'm done. I don't know about y'all, but, but girl, good
2: luck. they both have one of each. Yeah. Oh, Scott. I told Jake how to fix that, but yeah, well.
0: Are you still thinking about a third? Hell,
2: hell no. Oh, <laughs>
0: no, no comment. I just yeah, I think all men are the same because like if I'm gone on a, a trip, Clay will be like, dropped them off at your parents, couldn't do it, <laughs> or whatever. Sure. The ones at the fire station. So, yeah. Is there one child you could be like, okay, if you took this one, I'll be okay with the other one? Well,
3: yeah, right now, my son Mac, he's five. He does everything with me, and he just, he's all boy. He wants to be outside. He wants to be golfing. He wants to be um, running through the sprinklers. I mean, it doesn't matter. He just wants to be playing something, and he's fine. I mean, I can manage him just fine, but Lyndon, she just turned two in April, and she's just, I mean, she rules the roost. I mean, Mm -hmm. and she she is something else. That's for sure. I feel
0: like our, our families are very similar because I was gone for a day and then was coming back and going on a girl's trip. And Clay was with our children for like 12 hours. Of course, you guys count this. And he's like, um, you can't leave that last one. Yeah. She's going to have to go with you <laughs> or she's going to the fire station. And that's what Tripp tells her now, too. It'll be like, if you keep acting like that, you're going to go live at the fire station. <laughs> what about you, Scott? You close with any of your children?
2: Yeah, I mean, I probably I would say I'm probably equally close to both of my kids. Mainly just because in the summer I don't really do anything. Well, absolutely nothing if you ask my wife again. But uh, the I mean, we, again, we do again. I coach both of them, so we get that bonding. Um, they both like to fish, uh, so we fish in the summer and do those type of things. But yeah, I mean, I I mean, I suppose if you if you had to only because Hayden won't sit long enough to be this far into the podcast to hear it, but Probably me and Haley. That you know, that father-daughter bond is usually a little bit stronger than the father-son. But uh... is there anything better though than being a parent? I mean, I'm
3: sure being a grandparent at some point is going to be Maybe way major better. Parent, but, but make... like,
0: oh, oh. <laughs> oh boy! I'm glad everyone put their kids out of the
3: car. Why are you so red right now, <laughs> oh Well,
0: the room's warm. That's why. Oh my
2: god! That it's on only screen. up to eighty-six.
3: No, parenting is good. Oh, I, and I would like to say, you know, since we've been talking about coaching and stuff, um, thinking about being a parent right now, um, you can really tell what parents spend time with their children, no Amen. matter what sport it is. Amen. And that, if, if you're not doing anything else, at least be doing that. Playing catch with them, bumping a volleyball, rolling them a ground ball. Like, and it only has to be for 10 minutes. You know, I have a thing with Mac right now. It, but Yeah, do I want him to play baseball? Yeah, because that's what Dad did, and he loves it already. But, like, I have a deal with him that he'll want to play catch or he'll want to hit off a tee or want me to pitch to him. But when he's done, I'm done. So that could be five minutes. That could be 20 minutes. But when he says I'm done, I'm A-OK with it. You know, and same thing golfing-wise. Like, I'll take him golf and just him and I, and he might make it through – Six holes, he might make it through nine holes. But it, when he's done, I'm done. Cause I don't want him to get burned out. I want him to love it and keep coming back. And like, you can't get that time back. Yeah. And just those little things are gonna make your kids more athletic in the future. If they wanna go in those directions. And I've always said too, like, if he doesn't play baseball, okay. If he wants to be in journalism, I'll support him. Nothing against journalism. Just trying to pick different areas for him to go in. Just support your kids as much as you can. And don't try to live your own life through them. Mm-hmm. 100%. So.
0: For sure. That's good. Yeah.
1: Well, al- along with what you're saying, Jeff, what... Kids, I feel like when you're introducing them to sports, it's not just for their like high school career or for them to play college. It's hopefully for them to have an active lifestyle yeah. for when they do go out. You guys both, don't you guys both play intramurals? Or do you guys, did you guys play softball?
3: Intramurals? Well, I mean, yeah.
1: like, is is old person, like, <laughs> pers- I don't know. <laughs> yeah, old, yeah like, Slow pitch softball? Yeah, isn't that, what's Lena called? does
2: that at the nursing home. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> so we play
1: bingo, too. But that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about, do you play, like, softball? pitch? Are you on a softball team? There. Yes, yes.
2: What do you yes. on? Yeah, oh, who's, yeah, who's on an 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 your team? TV. I'm just curious. I don't uh, play that sport. It's do they tough. need anybody else? Yeah, we're pretty full.
0: That's
1: not very nice. That's not what we meant. I meant you just
3: act like you're the team. That's what I meant. Yeah, I'm just curious. Who's on your team? Um...
0: Oh, are you guys on the MCC Alumni Golf Tournament?
3: I'm going to actually be at, I'm going to be at the Ninebrera sipping on some beverages. So, I'm not going to be playing this year. But look for me
2: next year.
0: Okay. Continue.
2: I will also be like Mac. I will probably play 6 or 9 holes, but yes, we're registered and going to play.
0: Who's on your team?
2: Uh, I can't disclose that information.
0: Nice. Okay, sorry. Where were we? we didn't did Did you find a want team, Kosa? You,
3: you need to find a team. I just
0: wanted to coach. Lena. I just wanted to coach a team.
2: We actually still need somebody on our team. We only have three right now. Somebody
0: yeah. asked me, and they're like, do you golf? And I said, I drink. And she was like, perfect. You can be on my team. I was like, there who is go. this, by the way? <laughs> did it have her
3: number? I don't golf. I don't remember what's. going on. I just hit was, the ball really anyway. hard
0: and very far. In no direction.
3: No idea where it's going? No idea. Perfect. And I'll be like, right did, so,
0: did somebody see where that went? That's me.
1: The question was, we are just talking about, like, not always are kids going to play something that they, yeah. like, not every kid that plays T-ball is going to play baseball later on, or play Legion, or play softball, but it's more about, like, when you're an adult, like, things that can keep you active, oh. or when you move somewhere, that you can get meeting people, Yeah. and it, it doesn't all have to be about, like, being the best athlete ever. Who, or can you think about a time, like, you had an athlete that just wasn't, do you have, do you have to try out for Legion? yes so there are ultimately there's some kids that don't make it anyway correct so you've already picked through So that's different than I guess because you didn't ha- you didn't probably get an athlete that's just like okay maybe you're not ever gonna play baseball
2: ever you know we we did though um, like one that sticks out to me is as uh, Andy Brunswick was a kid that came tried out I mean and he would admit this so he oh, terrible baseball player um so again we cut him but again it was more it it wasn't even so much for him about actually playing baseball he just wanted to be around the group of guys so we asked him to stay on and kind of just be the statistician and he kind of kept game changer going for us and kept book and did any of the other odds and ends we wanted to do and gave him a uniform and i mean he was happy he didn't miss anything he came to every practice he's at every game um went to all tournaments with us i mean so so, yeah, I mean, it's one of those examples that you are few and far between, but you wish every kid could hear that story. Because, again, that, I mean, that, there's something to be said about that, too. And, I mean, I was that kid, and to be honest, in high school, I, I did the same thing in, in basketball. I was never a good basketball player. I played basketball in junior high. We had good basketball teams and when I was in high school, and I knew I wasn't going to get to play, but I still kind of wanted to be a part of it because a lot of my friends were part of the basketball team. So uh, I talked to Coach Heiser, and he said, yeah, it was just – funny and this is serious too we were called sacks uh student assistant coaches and there's three of us um so fitting yeah and again we we had our own little office kind of back by the girls locker room Um, (laughs) of course there was no windows there was no windows we did install only one video camera so it was okay but no i'm just kidding we did not do that but uh, but yeah, the three of us had a blast going to all the basketball stuff and just being a part of it. And again, those are times that I wouldn't trade for anything. And I would going back, you know, it was a lot of fun.
0: If I was to ask both of you, like start start off a question, like, true. Now what? See, stop. Oh my gosh, have you ever had a just player fill in the blank like earlier? Who yeah. is this person? Yeah, you. Asked if them. I was just to mention, have you ever had a player? Like, who's the first player that comes to your mind? Like, it's just the beginning of that, and why?
3: Uh, For me, like coaching wise? Yeah.
0: Just like if somebody was talking, if I just said player, like who's the first kid that comes to your mind and oh why? That's a good well, question.
3: For me, probably Canberry. For me. Okay. Um, and why? Just because. He, who is this person? Canberry was a kid that played here in McCook. I mean, and I have so many kids that even in Carney. Oh, and stuff I know. Too, yeah, so many. Barry is yeah. probably top five kid that I've coached and taught uh, in the public schools. I mean, he was your typical. Um, He's a starting quarterback. He played center field for us. He was a stud track athlete. Um, But what I loved so much about Cam is he was so humbling. And like he made everybody else better on our team. And he was just so likable um, and, and so coachable too. Like you could chew his ass about something and he would just wear it. And he would trot back out to center field and he would track a ball down in the gap that you thought there was no way that was gonna happen. Um, So, again, aside from being a really, really good athlete. Good kid. Great kid. Like, great, great kid would do anything you told him to do. Yes, sir. No, sir. Um, I'll fix it, sir. Like, one of those kids. Um, I'd coach a million
2: of those kids, 100%.
0: What about you, Scott?
2: I don't really have one that sticks out. I mean, as far as, like – the three that the, there's three names that come to mind. From, I mean, obviously, other than Cam, because Cam was the same for me. Um, I know Jeff probably knew him and coached him longer than I did, as he had him as a younger player and athlete too, and through school and whatnot. But um, I mean, when you know, when I think about baseball-wise, and you say player, um, Caden Sitzman would be one of them, um, Clayton Stevens, and uh, Cole Peters. Uh, we're all three kids that again, same thing. You could ask them to do anything, maybe run through that wall right there, and they'd do it for you. Um, and, you know, they'd, you didn't have any complaints, nothing. They just put their head down. They worked. They wanted to get better. And they wanted to be the best they could be. Again, for me, it was at baseball. Um, but, and primarily, those were the sports those three were excelled at. Um, but, yeah, those are the three that stand out in addition to, to Cam because Cam was probably – he's the easy probably answer for both of us for number one. And again, because he played all the other sports, too. So when you say player, like, he played everything and was good at everything.
1: Is that a small percentage of players? Like, when you say a name like camp, like is that— Like an elite? Yeah, well, just like the level of discipline, dedication, willingness to work. Yeah, because it
3: goes back to parenting. A hundred percent, it goes back to parenting. Uh, whether it's mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, like, who, who you know, who raised them? You
0: know? See, and that's, I guess, what you said, like being a parent is like, it is the coolest thing in the world. Like I never, and everyone's always like, you changed your coaching when you became a parent. And I'm like, I I did. And I, like thinking about it, when you become a parent, like, it's just like every, every player I have now, like they're somebody's child. Yeah. And so like, I want to make sure that I'm doing the absolute best for them because I couldn't stand a coach like ruining that love for my child. So then mm-hmm. on that note, it it scares me a little bit having kids seeing some parents because i'm like oh my gosh like if these are their parents and my kids are going to be with these these children for the rest like of their school life like is that going to affect them or is it really just like how we act in our household i don't know it's
3: i think it's I a think, two-way street too mm-hmm. like i completely agree with you like it's it's you want to do everything for them but like you have to also get that athlete to like buy into everything right. as well, and and once you do that, and everything blends, like then it's like you both have each other's back in whatever situation it is, and you can chew their ass, and you know they'll take it, and then after the game, like it's fine. Yeah, you know, because you just, like at the end of the day,
0: it's like you're still my mom, but yeah. you're still my coach, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be back behind you a hundred percent.
3: I would say, like, to go back to that question, because he said Clayton Stevens, Clayton Stevens is a kid that, like, was not elite compared to Cam Barry in terms of, like, multi-sport. Like, Clayton Stevens is a kid that was this big growing up, and he's a prime example of a kid that bought into everything, Um, didn't know how to throw a change up when he was a – Junior in high school, um, you know, taught him how to throw a change up. And, like, he became what Caden Sitzman was the previous two, three years that we had him. Like, Clayton 100% like stepped into that role and, like, he wanted the the effing ball in the situation, in the big games. Like, give me the ball. I'm going to shut him down. He came in in that Bennington game. We had a kid named Trey Cutter. He threw an absolute gem. Obviously, if you're winning one to nothing, you know, he he did a pretty good job. But um, Clayton came in the final inning, like the biggest stage, the most pressure, uh, got three outs, and, and he was just a bulldog. That's the type of kids that you have to have. And when they really buy in, man, they will run through a brick wall for you. So, but I have so many kids, though. I mean, we could talk about this all day. Like one special team that I have, uh, we were – We were 52 and seven for the summer um, in Kearney. Uh, We won state, we beat Omaha Scott in the state finals. Um, Then we we went on to the regional tournament, which actually was in Blair that year. It just happened to be there. And we we faced teams from Texas, Nevada, um, Missouri, and we ended up getting runner up in that too. But like that team was so special because we had 13 kids that completely bought in and would run through a brick wall for you. And when you get that many kit, sky's the limit. I don't care if it's in Carney, McCook, can't, it don't matter where it's at. Like at any given time, like you can really do some damage in whatever sport it is. And that doesn't happen all the time. Usually you only have mm-hmm. one, two, three of those kids, you know? Right. So.
0: Molly, well, no what else do we have to ask these men? Or should we close False. them out? Yes. Oh, or should we close them out with some fun random questions? I, I think we'll
3: have to
1: close them out, but I think also what you guys were both talking about with parenting and the the people our kids are going to be around. My girls know that if they see Scott or Jeff Smalley, and they're not acting Jeff. in a way that they
3: Scott, Jeff Holtis.
1: Well, I, I, what I say hold Scott the H. Or, oh. I don't know. Did you I said Jeff Smalley.
3: What's in that? You're
2: drinking again? Scott
1: or did I? Scott Scott or Jeff I don't know. I don't know. I was to talking to Kayla Jeff the other day. Jeff and, and <laughs> Scott Smalley. Yeah. That my kid, like, Scott they're going to get corrected.
2: Yeah. Lena's on these, heat stroke alert. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, it is. He, that is true. Oh, you were actually recognizing it now.
2: Yeah. After you had an athlete had an go athlete down do in the dugout yes. and
1: then go to the ER, you're more aware of heat stroke. Are you, you trying stroke? to prove something? Yeah. In well, here I with think, this sauna? Uh, yes. I think there okay. needs to be an awareness. I literally punched him so hard after finding that out. I was like, what were you doing? 109 degrees.
0: Oh, I heard about this. Practice. Of course you heard about it.
1: And we won both
2: games.
0: Oh, yeah. Not the player in the ER.
2: She was doing fine.
0: (laughs) Was it your daughter? Says Doc No. No. He's a vet. He's not a doc. (laughs) Oh. Have you seen Luna? He needs to work on his vet skills. Because he diet. dog sat. And Luna needs to be on a
3: diet. <laughs> yeah. He
0: dog sat for me. Or and a I was hook. like, this puppy's not eating. He and he didn't hate it. No, no, did. no. Oh, well. No, no,
2: no, no. Scott no, no.
0: came up to me when I went to pick the dog up and it had this like little Ziploc bag. He's like, hey, the dog puked up this. He's like, I'm not a vet or anything, but I don't know you should be.
1: Yeah, he said, I'm not a vet or anything, <laughs> but I am a doctor when it comes to heat, stroke, and softball and exactly. girls that are crying. But no, like.
2: That was only the second athlete that I had to go to the ER. Sweet. Nick Fuchuk lacerated his kidney in a district <gasps> tournament once and broke Bow. Oh. That was super sweet. Were
0: what? you guys with each other? though He no,
2: was white. white as a ghost. How did he do that? When I got that? back to the dugout. What well, happened? actually, Caden Sitzman was playing short. And he was playing center, and they collided <gasps> out behind second base. And he thought he just knocked the wind out of him. So, literally, my words to him when I got there I was like, "You're fine, you pussy. Get up." Oh. And he geez. goes. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I think I think I just knocked the wind out of me. You know, Get him to the dugout, whatever, finish the inning, go back and he is as white as a sheet. And I'm like, uh we probably better do something with this kid. And I actually life flighted him out of there. Oh, oh my.
1: my gosh.
2: And uh took him Ooh. to Lincoln after I made it to the hospital before they life flighted him. Thank goodness we finished the game. And so ended. were those oh, words? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, again, him. <laughs> just being a great coach. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Did those words come back? And his parents were like, "Hey, next time."
2: <laughs> oh, and I do have the other medical experience. Same thing. It's something about broken bow. Um, we had a kid chip his tooth on a ground ball, and we put it in milk right away, knocked it completely out. You know. What? And like that, the, the that whole saves tooth. It. Yeah. And so then, it wasn't shit. To put well, it in sorry, milk? Yeah. Knocked it out. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, it does save it. I've, I've, yeah, That's a old wives tale. What are you, a
2: dentist?
3: <laughs> Some, Lena? <laughs> assistant. Oh. Dental assistant. Turns
2: out it doesn't really matter because it didn't really save it, but oh, we tried. That's a that. sad story. Look at that. Must need <laughs> whole milk. I don't know. I think I had 2%. All somebody actually saved. drank the cup of milk. <laughs> Straight out the Yeah, mouth. Mendenhall drank that on the way out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If there's one thing you could say to somebody going into coaching, what would it be? Don't.
0: Oh, my – Scott. What, oh, what? This whole podcast I
3: thought, of I coaches we I say one, one word. Yeah. Oh.
0: Lord. Okay. I would say
3: get ready. Th-
0: there we go. I'm going to write that down. Uh, because,
3: you know, uh, you know, when Scott and I got out of uh, the the baseball deal two years ago, like, we had a lot of – we had some good young coaches, you know. Caden Sitzman, Seth Duggar, James Mockery was floating it around. Um who else? Am I, am I forgetting somebody?
2: Not at that time, no. I think that's pretty much most of them.
3: Anyway, like, we had a bunch of good young coaches that were going to step into those roles, and, like, the same thing that I told them, like, is it, it was important for them to step into those roles by themselves and not, like, an assistant with, like, one of us. Right. Because, like, as an assistant, you don't have to deal with all that stuff. And you need to deal with parent issues and Player issues and players being gone, and you not having enough players this day to play. Like you have to deal with that to really figure out uh, the whole coaching deal. So I say get ready would be my biggest thing.
0: Scott, can you?
2: I I think legitimately probably if I had to give them any advice other than along the lines of getting ready is always be prepared, be organized, and don't take shit personal. Like, so many times, especially for younger coaches, when they have parent issues or things arise, like, they immediately want to take it personal. Like, you've just got to let it roll off your back, not even think about it twice. And you made the decision because you thought that was the right decision at the time. And you can't go back and change it anyway. Uh, so who cares? You right, wrong, or indifferent, because I mean, again, we're all coaches, we're all human, we all have all made mistakes. Maybe you did make the wrong decision, but own it, move on. Don't take it personal or you're going to drive yourself crazy.
1: And we're at time. We need to be wrapping up. But what would you also say to parents if you could give them any advice? Oh, I got
2: a perfect one for this. Oh. Keep it. Because Hit- I just to- I just literally told Hayden's nine and under parents this in the beginning of the year is because every parent wants to help even at that age, you know, too. But my thing to them was you don't go sit in a classroom at school with your kid I don't need you on the baseball field. I don't need you in my ear. I don't need you anywhere close to the dugout. If they need you, they'll come find you. Parents legitimately, they need. I guess to sum it all up, parents need to be parents, not coaches.
3: Like, when did that start? Can you guys help me with any of that? Like, when did parents start going to practices? Like, don't you have anything better to do, like, Go to Walmart for two hours. I don't, like, exactly. seriously. Go right
1: don't don't lick know, windows. What don't, I will do when
0: my
3: kids are gone, I'll be
0: like,
1: Oh my God. See ya. Uh, it's literally. Cubs will
3: be golfing. For
1: me, it was like <laughs> yeah. daycare. If I wasn't coaching I mean, it, I was like, see ya, I'm out. Like, but then sometimes you get reeled in with things, you know, like when you're talking about game changer. And so then, I, you know, like mm-hmm. sometimes a parent's needed for certain things. But otherwise, yeah, go sit somewhere. Bring the snacks.
2: Yeah. No mm-hmm. snacks.
1: Oh yeah, no! Bring the snacks. No snacks. No, uh, not in the dugout. But bring the beep snacks.
3: <laughs>
0: you don't get looking like this from people not bringing snacks, okay? So bring the snacks. I'll be bringing the Redman. It's my new. Oh. It's my new goal. My boom. All so, right. It's my new uh, diet plan. Sponsor. <laughs> they're yeah. out at
2: Casey's. I just bought the box.
0: Oh. Oh, oh boy. Thank okay. you guys so much. Oh, hold on. I have one more question. Oh. Oh. So much for closing up. Yep. Stop. This is. I love how close we are when we do this. Yeah, I um. I don't. So can
3: we <laughs> hurry up? You guys are real close.
0: <clears throat> Say one nice thing about your wife. Uh,
2: S- oh. Can we pause it here? I'm gonna have to do some thinking.
0: You stop that because you know that she's probably listening
2: i i would say i mean probably born anything just thank you because again she had to raise our kids and it's all those hours we talked about earlier that oh,
0: bless you. it wasn't easy
2: um and when you're and that's the thing as a coach when you're in it and you're gone and you're not dealing with it you kind of take that for granted um and again there's a lot of things that's gone on in my life because of that and me being gone and everything else that uh you know i i, I regret some of that and not being available. Um, But now I am, and you got to right all the wrongs. And so I appreciate all the time that she spent, basically raising my kids while I'm away.
0: Is it Jeffrey? Yes. Okay, Jeffrey, your turn.
2: I mean, I bas that's pretty
3: easy. I basically just say what Scott said. (laughs) Uh, No, I mean seriously though, like. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just that I love you. You know, like, oh, he's... Okay. okay, I'm taking this back. I feel
0: like Jeff is, like, probably the best gift giver. Because when he was like, is not parent know, being Scott's... the most lovely thing ever? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Look so at you good... two little teddy bears over yeah. there. They're
1: kind of like good cop, bad cop. But really, they have a little bit of both in them.
0: So are they, like, on bad boys one? Like, one of boys. these is... What's his bucket? Okay, sorry. Know, continue. Anyway. I mean, continue. I mean, that's yeah, it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's it. I mean, I just... I love you, and... Oh. I guess thanks for the support, you know, because I, that's the other side of it, too. Like, and Kobza and Lena, you know, too, like, if you're coaching something, you know, your your support from your spouse is huge, you know, mm-hmm. and, and understanding of practices and and the time and and just compensating, I guess, you know, giving up time for others um, for something that we all have a passion for is to, to teach others and, and understanding that that um, it does take if you want to coach if you want to coach and you want to coach the right way it takes a lot of time a lot of time a lot of effort a lot of you know there's been plenty of arguments with my wife about practices especially early on when we first moved here keep in mind i was born and raised in McCook, cook so i knew everybody uh-huh. you know here comes caitlin from omaha nebraska to to 8,000 McCook, she doesn't know anybody. And at that time we were living in an apartment and I was gone constantly for football, constantly. And she just, I mean, there was some huge, huge verbal blowups with, with us that over time we got it figured out and you know, I, I tried to make some changes too. And um, for our health and our relationship as well and it worked out. And again, so I just say, I love you and thank you for the commitment um, towards my coaching
2: passion.
0: I just have so many. Okay, oh, he, go. Keep he oh,
2: yeah. finger. Yeah, he go. Did finger. Well, I did, for both of our wives, we probably need to make sure just to tell them kind of like what Jeff said about coaches, same thing for wives, get ready, because okay. it yeah. was it was over. Oh, God. But Hayden is nine, so it won't be that many more years, and we'll probably be, now that our kids are getting older, we'll be right back in it. Yeah. So, Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, I, I just have so many questions. I feel like. I think we have them back. I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah, I think so round two. Yeah. Round two. Yeah. yeah.
2: Get the AC going. Yeah, I was just yeah. Yeah. I need some AC next time. You
0: guys oh, are hot. Fine. Yeah, it's It fine. wasn't like. On the well, yeah, you guys course. have
2: your shirts off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> it is getting a little awkward.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, wives.
0: <laughs> Sorry, As- Jake. <laughs>
2: Clay, just put another exactly. dip in. It'll one probably saying, I'm
0: sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Clay's like, oh, God. She doesn't even do that for me. <laughs> Echo. That was so oh, awesome.
3: Us. Uh, now I'm yeah. sweating worse. Okay, well, that, oh, was, that was
0: a fun <laughs> episode yeah. of Coaching Caffeine and Comedy. So tune in next Tuesday. Um, we didn't get to play our fun game of Lena Says, but we'll just bring them back and do that again. Perfect. So. Next time. So yeah, so again, I'm your host, Haley Kobza. Oh and your co-host, Lena Koval.